go. Good morning, uh, live from Boston. I'm joined by MD Andrea Russo. Uh, Dr. Russo is the Academic Chief of Cardiology and Director of Clinical Electrophysiology and Rhythmia Services of the Cooper University Health System and the past president of the Heart Rhythm Society and of course an expert in remote patient monitoring, digital health. To start, maybe what is something that people cannot find on your impressive bio? Well, well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to talk about, you know, this really important topic today, and I love to travel. Fortunately, I travel a lot to, to meetings like this meeting, uh, but love to travel, you know, nationally, internationally, and also it, whenever I can, maybe bring some mm. of my family with me. Nice. Uh, what, do you have a favorite spot internationally? Italy. Definitely oh. Italy. Love Italy. Every place in Italy. So does my son. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. No, wonderful. So let's jump straight into the topic um, about remote patient monitoring, whether it be implantables, digital health, wearable devices. And the first question is, do you believe in re remote patient monitoring? Well, yeah. Yes, absolutely. There's, there's no doubt in my mind that it's an integral and a necessary part of our patient care. We know that monitoring of devices, so not just, you know, implantable devices, ICD pacemakers, implantable loop recorders, that's, you know, been around for a while, but I think on top of that now we also have wearable devices and it's important to follow them uh, remotely because uh, of that interaction with the patients. We um, uh, have been, we've had lots of data throughout the years that we know that following of uh, cardiac implantable devices, the ele implantable electronic devices, following them remotely improves outcomes. There's no doubt there's great data out there. It's in our uh, yeah, consensus uh, statements. So not only does it improve, it reduces inappropriate shocks for ICDs, it improves, uh, overall people um, improves mortality. So uh, people do better with remote follow-up. Yes, and, and to that point maybe, what are then the pitfalls? Because I see a lot of positive news, yet the adoption remains uh, yeah, yeah good, good, good point. I mean, it, the problem with it is that there's so much data coming in and it is absolutely essential that you have an infrastructure in place. We can't expect the physician, particularly an EP physician who's in the lab during the day following remotes and, and dealing with alerts all day long. So you need an infrastructure, you need a team, a, a team to help you uh, work with these uh, patients remotely uh, for patient you know, quality outcomes, uh, for patient satisfaction, and uh, you know just just for your sanity. Uh, yes. So we need to have a team in place uh, to look at this data and react on this data on a daily basis. Yeah, and is this being done? Do you see examples of this way of organizing, or this is something that we still have to do? Yeah, no. So so I think we need to still. We have lots of room for improvement. I think we are getting better. I think we recently at our center uh, re-looked at, re at this because there's so much data coming in. We kept wanting to hire more and more staff. And as uh, you may know, at least in the United States, we, we can't just keep hiring staff. Um, so we had to look at other solutions and, mm -hmm. and looking at a way to uh, put together all this data in one platform is key. Um, and also uh, to have more, more types of devices uh, or more types of information coming into a single platform, I think will be the key you know, for the future. For example, um, it, it, you know, because we you know, can't just continually hire more staff and you need trained staff to, to look at these devices um, and look at their, their output um, on remote monitoring, we, uh, 
working are working now with a third party vendor and I think that's key and I don't know how people will do it you know moving forward without a third party vendor not only does it enhance the efficiency you have everything in one place you can look at you know all your different you know uh, all your different vendors all the different manufacturers in one place um, uh, but you also um, um, you'll have that efficiency of care and, and your, your, your data is right there. And then on top of that, and don't, we don't want to underestimate the benefit of 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week service, yes. which we, you know, honestly didn't have. Uh, you know, for ICDs, you may get a call on the weekend for someone, you know, receiving a shock uh, for, um, you know, for a lead fracture. But now we have a way, you know, for even other devices, for implantable loops, they might have had a cryptogenic stroke, and now you have AFib on the weekend. That's something we want to know. That can impact on patient outcome, um, also, you know, impacts on, on uh, patient-centered care and, and their and satisfaction. Maybe there, this is what, what's really interesting, is the how. So we have all this data coming in. So do you have, if you can walk us through how you've organized your team in the hospital, mm -hmm. because uh, people are really, the question that we hear over and over again is like, okay, I understand data, let's put it in one place. And then what? Like, how do I organize my team, my people? Mm -hmm. So if you could zoom in a little bit on the kind of roles, the kind of people that are dealing with these, you know, this data points coming in 24 seven, or is it you or is it somebody else? I would love to share some light on that. Uh yeah. No, I think that's really important, and I'm sure different places do it differently. We were fortunate enough as an electrophysiologist, we already have a team that was involved in remote monitoring even before we started getting all the data from wearables and consumer devices. Uh, but we have, um, it's its really, my goal is to make it easier for allied professionals to help take care of the patients. We don't want them to burn out. Uh, we, we don't want, we want to make sure that we don't miss anything. Um, so we, we have, from the time the devices get implanted, so if you're talking about implanted devices, we give them their remote monitor when they leave the hospital that makes it easier for that first visit when they see the uh, the uh, you know the PA or the uh, nurse practitioner in the office it makes that that easier and then if by chance there was a problem between that first visit, that seven to ten day visit and the time they left the hospital we'd have a remote monitor already hooked up so that makes it easy from the start um, we have uh, we we now in, in overnight it, it really changed in terms of the amount of time and the burden and the uh, the efficiency of the system with using a third-party vendor and I never thought I would say this because mm. I was worried that the quality of of the the care would be different and it and it's not and they they have very if you are careful of picking a vendor make sure there's trained personnel they'll give you alerts so the things you see first thing um, uh, if it's a red alert you'll get a call at night but if it's just you'll see your alerts come up in the morning um, and so we have a team that is composed of um, a nurse um, we, you know nurses that are, that are looking more than one nurse uh, for the, the whole system and um, APPs, so either uh, a physician assistant or um, a nurse practitioner. And I, there's no way in the world that we could do this, you know, without our team. Uh, and, and most of it, I have to say, really does fall to our APPs, that, you know, right now, because the physicians are in the lab, mm -hmm. you know, doing procedures. And for us to all work at the level, uh, at the highest level of, of you know, our, our, our degrees and our, our, our practices, we, we do need that team. Yes. So so, so after they're enrolled and then someone in the morning will, will, you know, look at all the additional alerts if there's something, you know, of concern or if there's someone, for example, had AFib and is not on anticoagulation, um, that then we can actually, you know, handle that. And what's nice, actually, we have integration with the electronic health record. So, okay. so the other thing is we know if they have AFib, if they're on anticoagulation or not, it comes up all in one, it's one-stop shopping. So that is really improved efficiency. Yes. And, and maybe to the point where I'm hearing like data, data, data 
data points and that's usually a really topic that scares people away. Uh, the, the extra data that's being generated has that increased workload uh, of the APPs and, and the nurse because uh, uh, I think that's a topic that always comes up when introducing these new systems, you get more data and thus more work. Uh, how, how do you look at that or how, what have you experienced? Yeah, so it's actually interesting. So I don't think it's increased the amount of data. It just put it in a more compact location. So instead of having, you know, uh, you know, three or four different vendors sites that you have to jump into every day, multiple times a day, it all comes into one site for us and one platform. Um, so it's the same data. And actually, if anything, some of it's screened, you know, if, if you are uh, with a vendor that is doing some screening, it could be some AI screening. Now that some of the devices, you know, particularly the loop monitors, have some AI involved that you'll, you know, see less of that noise. We don't have that as much of a problem with that anymore. So I don't really see it as more data. It's just that it's coming into one site mm. and it's easier to handle. So, so I don't see it as um, uh, as something that's created more work. It's just. Um, kind of the same amount of work, but it's, you know, because you still have to call the patients and you still have to, you know, do all that back end, you know, uh, taking care of the patients. It just helps you place in a, a hierarchy of what's more important to do first um, and you have one site so you're more efficient at doing that. I see, I see. It really comes down to organizing your information in a really efficient and effective way so you can review it fastly, no four or five different um, access panels where you have to go in and look. Exactly. Um, Maybe to that question, obviously you've, you've probably made a lot of mistakes or in, 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 in building the solution that you are today. What was like three lessons that you'd like to share when you set up this system that today you're very thankful for, but maybe in the process that feeling might have changed sometimes, uh, or maybe it was a really positive experience for you. What we usually hear when setting up these systems that it takes a few months first, uh, where people have to get used to things and it takes a lot of effort and energy, uh, um, uh, that it doesn't always go smoothly. So I'm just curious from that perspective, what would be your three lessons learned when setting up a remote patient monitoring system? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the first step, so I don't, um, I actually thought it would take, you know, six or 12 months to, to get used to the system, but I have to say almost like overnight, from the time we started until uh, the you know the following the first day that you know, everything came into one location, I, I really there there have been a few little you know questions or what kind of things we wanted as red alerts or yellow alerts and things mm -hmm. like that, but mm -hmm. um, but nothing nothing major um, or how the reports are. I think the first step is actually to pick the vendor. I, and I spent the most time. Yeah. I looked at multiple vendors and extensively had them present. I wanted to know what kind of personnel are reading these uh, reading these uh, you know as a first pass um, and to see what infrastructure the vendors have because I think that's really important if they're overwhelmed and if they don't and if they don't have a platform and they don't all have a, a single platform where all and I think they all will in the in the near future probably but a, a platform that things uh, come into um, you know, that's a usable platform and 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 then also that I think the linkage to the electronic health record is also key because that helps with the medications I could just you know pull that up I can click on something and, and see that in on the report if they have AFib I see it right on the report I think that the, the trade-off is you know because the vendors are, are utilizing this for you know multiple centers it's not just your center so some of the ways that you might want to word things in a report might have to change and and you know, you just have to accept that it's not going to be word for word the way you would read that, perhaps. But it's a trade-off. You know, you may, and 
and I'm usually pretty particular about how I read it, but they're, and they, they're responsive to feedback if there's something that's, um, uh, I think the one concern we had initially, there was something that was written in a way, so we're, our patients get to see these, so mm. our, we're completely, uh, you know, divulge any reports in there, you know, the patients can actually go into the computer and see their reports, uh, you know, on their uh, MyChart system through Epic. Um, so there was something worded that I thought would scare the patients and they mm. said oh yeah you know we, well we can fix that and and you know so yeah. so there, there's things so you, you want to get a, a system that is going to be you know responsive to your feedback and I you know uh, so I, uh, having only used one vendor I, I've just had very positive yeah. experience but I'm sure multiple vendors are, are trying to be more user-friendly um, and, and making sure that you can you know, maybe modify some yeah. of that wording if you can. Uh, honestly, I, I hadn't expected your answer. Oh. Normally, it starts off with uh, uh, like you know, like a hero's journey that I had so many headaches and I finally solved my problem, and then I got so I, I almost feel like there needs to be like a how-to guide because usually the story that we hear is that uh, challenge and adversity in introducing these new ways of working. Um, yeah, that, I was surprised with your answer, but in oh. a positive way. So. Well, maybe some other people have struggled, and that's why I have it so easy, and I thank them for that. <laughs> yeah, no, good. Okay, so let's go to our final two questions. So one is, like, what is success look for the patients and the clinicians uh, when using this solution? Like, the patient, I have to say, might be an easier one, but curious, curious to hear on both ends, uh, what does success look like uh, when using new ways of working, wearables, digital health, um, yeah, so I think that, you know, the first thing is just focusing on the patient, and I was a little concerned initially, are they going to feel, you know, like now they're getting these monitors done, you know, every three months where it's an implanted device, um, uh, are we, um, uh, is there a way that we might, re you know, if we're maybe even be able to see them less in the office because we only had a certain infrastructure in place that we could follow them twice a year remotely and then we do the other two times in the office. Um, but, you know, is that change in flow that where maybe we're only seeing them, you know, once a year and then, you know, three times remotely, is that going to impact on the physician-patient uh, relationship? I, I think... I think it hasn't. Um, I think we're still connected to the patients. Obviously, when uh, an event occurs, our, our uh, allied professionals, you know, speak to the patient, and and if we need to make adjustments, if anything, there's probably more interaction, you know, that way. So it is in that way, you know, uh, they're not losing uh, that interaction. A lot of patients are on antiarrhythmic drugs. They come to the office twice a year anyway for an mm -hmm. EKG and, and get to see us. So so I, I didn't. I think patient satisfaction is going to be key. I think um, uh, getting them you know, more engaged in their care, uh, I think, as, as time goes on, um, you know, we have to figure out ways to do that, maybe having patients see some of their data on an app or, or you know, uh, might be one way to, to do that, uh, but, you know, to hopefully increase adherence. I think um, success also, you know, so patient satisfaction is important, but the other part is satisfaction of our allied professionals. Um, we want to make sure that they feel, you know, because they're high quality people, they're highly trained and they want to really do a good job taking care of patients. And if they feel overwhelmed, we don't want them to burn out. So satisfaction, you know, for the patients and then, you know, certainly satisfaction for the doctor is there in, in terms of reading these reports and access. And, and uh, so so I think all those things are, are really important. Um, and I, I think, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're not perfect. You know, we need to no. still, you know, continue to think about how we can improve things. But I, I think we're pretty close. Yeah. It's a really, again, a surprisingly positive uh, story. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people can learn also from this conversation to see, like, there's different ways of approaching it. 
um, and maybe the, to the to the to that what I what maybe to summarize there's a really important is the, the choice of your vendor or making sure that all your information is centralized in a really easy way interoperability that all your data is coming from your EHR EMR in the right place all of that in one overview and having your right team with you, uh, the nurses, the APPs that are helping to handle some of the workload away from the EPs in order to work together with the patients. Um, and as I, what I understood was that right now the satisfaction or the connection with the patient still feels the same. Uh, uh, and that the physicians as well or the teams working on this as well are content and, and positive about this new way of working. Yeah, I think that summarizes it really well. I mean, I think the only thing we, we need to still, well, there are many things we still need to do and to learn more, but I think the, you know, the next step is we're not quite kind of there, although, um, you know, the vendors and many of the vendors will be using, so we want, so we're spoiled now and now we want all of our remotes, we want all the consumer devices and wearables and halters and, and everything else in, in, in one system that I think that would help. I think, yeah, so still, um, you know, we are working on a more individual basis and people are uploading, you know, uh, their Apple Watch or one of their watches, uh, you know, strips into, into Epic. So we want a way that we can consolidate um, remote follow-up for other devices other than implantable devices. And there is a solution there and, and some of the vendors do actually mm. have that. I think that is a big next step that we need to, to do because we're, you know, we're, we're you know, using you know, after AFib ablation, after um, you know other types of follow-up, people are recording on their own consumer devices, either you know um, yes. uh, patient-initiated or um, automated. Yeah. Uh, Maybe to that, what do you what do you foresee in three to five years? So I think everything will be will be incorporated in, into that, and I think it's hopefully even sooner than three years. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that we can get uh, the wearables and the and the consumer devices, you know, in the same system in particular. Um, I I think, and also this is you know it's a huge amount of data. So now that you know if we have everything in one place, it's just going to be a great repository for clinical research and yeah. and to look at you know, to do something that we can maybe look at patient outcomes, patient satisfaction, patient reported outcomes, and to see what we need to do next to improve uh, the care of our patients who have arrhythmias. Great. Well, that sums it up really nicely. Thank you so much, uh, Andrea, today for your time. It's been a great interview, uh, and I'm sure that, you know, the lessons shared are, are very valuable. Uh, so thanks again for your time. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Cool. Nice.